0: Hello, beautiful people. Quick question. Have you ever thought to yourself, I've been passed up for a promotion, but I don't understand why? Or, I want to change in my career, but where do I even begin? We know we're not the only ones that have had these questions, and that's why we started this podcast. It's called Career Gems for the Journey, and we hope that as you listen, you'll discover some gems for your career journey. I'm Leah Murphy, and I wear many hats. I'll tell you about three of them. I'm an engineer by trade, a career coach, and an entrepreneur, all while working to stay happily married and raise three children.
1: And my name is Amma Gordon. I'm a brand marketer, entrepreneur, and serial passion pursuer with a business approach to my endeavors, but always with a creative spin. And we're two really great friends that have supported one another throughout our professional careers. I mean, we've been through it all, and we're here to share some authentic stories key successes, and setbacks. You're not going to want to miss this.
0: Hello, beautiful people, and welcome back to another episode of Career Gems for the Journey. This is Leah.
2: And this is Ama. Welcome back. If you are a loyal listener, welcome, welcome, welcome. If you are a first time joiner we are excited to have you here today and we've got a wonderful topic but before we jump into our topic time for a little bit of self-care check Leah how are you
0: doing hmm today I'm feeling I'm feeling okay I'm not feeling amazing I'm not feeling bad um, today I'm feeling okay today was a really busy day in my household um, children were home so that means occupying children's time but um a bright spot for me was I did get to go and spend some time with my grandmother today and I just feel really fortunate that my grandmother is still with us she is 94 or 95 actually she's 95 years old so I love that I know
2: don't try to shave a year off let's
0: give her all all the years Uh, she has earned (laughs) every year so I actually got to spend some time with her I read her some bible verses and we laughed um so I always feel really fortunate to be able to sit at her foot and spend a little quality time with her one-on-one. So yeah, I'm feeling okay today. How about you? Um, How are you feeling?
2: Living a dream, Lee, living a dream,
0: you know? You look good. And guys, I know, you know, Amma normally does this because this is like her thing to paint the picture, but Amma is giving all of the beautiful skin, sun-kissed, <laughs> you know, we recorded a previous episode and she was in Florida. She did her little snowbird vibe for a little <laughs> bit. And for those of us who are just, you know, living in the Northeast, with mediocre sun and snow and rain alternating days Uh, she's giving us she's giving us all we need on the sun-kissed collarbone you know (laughs) highlights naturally it's it's working it's giving exactly what I needed to give so I appreciate you Ama, for giving that to me today but how are you feeling
2: well thank you Lee I was gonna say that your hair looks amazing thanks loving the, the the twists curls uh and i just feel really good i do you know i've been doing a really good job of letting things roll off my back being appreciative for the things that i have grateful for the time that i'm able to use as my own it's a blessing and to do what i love every day so that's amazing to me that is living the dream it doesn't mean that life is not challenging. Doesn't mean that business is not challenging. For all of you joining for the first time, I am an entrepreneur and started my own business a year and a half ago uh, as a fertility concierge company. It's called Global Fertility Connections. And building a business from zero, from scratch, from nothing is extremely difficult. But what I have learned is that despite challenges and difficulties, you can still have a good time and still be okay. Right.
0: Yeah. It's amazing. I mean, joy is our own choice, right? Like we have to make a choice to find joy. joy there's a choice. Yeah. There's definitely, and we have to every day, it won't be perfect, right? To your point earlier. And that's why I said today, I'm feeling okay. I normally have, um, I normally am on a similar wavelength, like, oh, you know, things are really, really great. But as a parent, I have a really hard time making sure that everybody is occupied in the house at the same time sometimes without using a lot of television. So I give myself a little mom guilt on occasion. And today is one of those days. And I just feel like that's real too, right? Like that's real too, that there's days when you feel like you fire on all cylinders and I'm crushing it. And there's days it's like, you know, we made it. And that's that's enough for today. Yes. Yeah. Making it. Yeah. Nobody had to go to the hospital. Nope. You know, everybody ate. There was no injuries. No blood was drawn. I feel (laughs) like we're we're straight. Everybody's
2: in one piece. I think that's a great segue to what we're going to talk about today because it is rooted in self-care. It is rooted in recognizing and acknowledging the importance of being more than okay but to a point where you can be your best self. Uh, Not only in life, motherhood, sisterhood, daughterhood, entrepreneurship, but also uh, if you work in corporate America on your day-to-day, right? We know that there is a lot that needs to be accomplished and a lot on everyone's plate every day. And sometimes we need a break. So today we're gonna talk about
0: taking a leave from your workplace very excited about this because I think now especially now during the um great resignation or the redistribution of talent as I call it I've gotten a lot of clients who are looking to make some kind of a change and the change that they're looking to make is driven by their well-being Like lots of folks are getting offered great opportunities financially to make more money. But now the choices that a lot of my clients are making, the lion's share of them are driven by here's the type of life that I want to live. And here's the balance that I'm looking for. Um, And that requires me to focus on my own self-care, to prioritize it higher. And I have not heard this before. So I definitely think the remnants of you know, the last two to three years are absolutely um, allowing people to think about a different set of choices, different options than they had before. And maybe the option was already th- always there, but maybe now folks are more willing to exercise their option um, and breaks are a part of that. So I'm really excited. Yeah, to and Lee,
2: that. you brought up leaving an actual company or leaving a role, right, or resigning. But I think what I'd love to spend some time on today and share some of my personal experience for sure with this is there is a middle ground, right? Sometimes you're just not sure if you're in the right place or not, and you're not sure what's necessarily driving that, but you know that you're not your best self and you know you need some time off, especially if it's driven by your mental health. So that middle ground is leave, right? You have leave, you have uh, FMLA, Uh, family medical leave act. You have paid leave. There's different options depending on your company for how you can take a
0: sabbatical, if you will. Right.
2: It could be six weeks. It could be eight weeks. It could
0: be three months. Right. So Maybe um, before we get into that, tell us a little bit about what you, how you recognized that you wanted to take a leave. And like, what about you was different at that time that kind of were the signals to say it's time for me to take that leave
2: yeah so just to back up even more so I have taken a leave (laughs) so if you didn't catch that when I said my with my own experience I have taken leave twice oh shoot Lee I forgot I did it really early on in my computer in my uh, career before I went to business school you remember that I do. Okay. Yeah. I forgot, but I'm, I'm glad you remembered because that was my first corporate role after coming back from France, uh, in, in New York. And I was very unhappy. Uh, and so I'll talk about the signs that led me to take that leave. And I mean, I'm young, like this is an entry-level role in a training program. Right. So that just to set the stage for this is not me five, eight, 10 years into a career, right? This was me two years into a professional career, still entry level. It was extremely overwhelming. I didn't feel like I was in the right place. I got a lot of pressure from my family to stick it out and stay in the job. It was, you know, great salary at the time. This was back in 2008, I believe, or 2009. And uh, great salary at the time, great benefits, great work environment. They had all the free snacks and koi ponds and great place to work vibe, right? Except there was one major thing. I was extremely unhappy. And I knew I was extremely unhappy because I would literally walk into the building before I would go through the turnstile where I would swipe my key card and my stomach would start to turn and my chest would start to hurt every day. Wow. Wow. That's how I knew that there was a major issue that I needed to address, but, you know, really thought it was important to, to, to explore options outside of resigning.
0: So, so here's the thing, because I think that a lot of people perceive the need to take leave, to be driven by. Um, Pregnancy or surgery, right? right? Something major, life change, right? And I think you mentioned that, you know, the workplace on paper, based on what other people in your life would have observed, was doing okay, better than okay, probably for most. But you knew internally that something was misaligned, right? And I think that's something that folks may or may not be able to fully recognize that something is misaligned, and I want to do something different, and I'm not sure what that is. So I love the idea that you're bringing it forward today to say, I knew that I was misaligned despite what other people were saying. I had to trust my own intuition and make a choice to do something else, right, to consider an option that was not necessarily leaving, um, but leaving the company or leaving the role, but to take a leave of absence um, to figure something else out. So I'm sorry. We cut you off. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It
2: was, it was mental health. It was mental health that was starting to affect me physically. And I was seeing a therapist to help me work through these feelings before I realized that leave was even an action. And it was through my therapy that I learned that the, 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 the main trigger in in my life at the time that was causing a lot of the challenges was my workplace. So that's how the conversation got started around the workplace legitimately being a trigger for me and understanding how could I address this trigger, right? And uh, that is when leave of absence came up. I didn't even think of it as a potential option. And so after having discussions with my therapist around what leave meant, the different types of leave, uh, how she could help facilitate that leave. Uh, that's when I realized, oh, this is a total, totally possible thing uh, surrounded around mental health, right? And two things were that were extremely important to me were able to, you know, stay in place. One was I, you know, legally would would keep my job, right was which was important to me and the second which was a a new discovery is that uh, I could also get paid during that time up until a you know a certain amount of weeks depending on how much leave I would take so uh so once I learned that I said okay I you know let's figure out how to do this for my own mental mental health and well-being and uh you know once you know, we went through the proper steps, the proper channels, the paperwork was filled out um, by, you know, the right professional professionals that, that need to fill out the paperwork. I was able to take off, I wanna say, I can't remember because it seems like an eternity ago, but I think I took off maybe eight weeks or so.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, and I was just planning oh, on just <laughs> hanging out in at home, you know, just like, if I, if I have to go to work, And I can just kind of like decompress. That's all I needed. But actually it was my therapist that recommended that I go to a completely different location. That if it was another state, if it was another city, if it was another country, go. Get the things that you love to do. Get sunshine, you know, get rejuvenated. And I was like, really, I can do that? (laughs) And uh, so that's what I did. And uh, it was one of the best things I could have done because I had a chance to, one, recalibrate my body, recalibrate my mind, and so that I could have freer and clearer thinking about how I
0: wanted to move forward in my profession. So you said so many things, so many good things there. First, you said you were in therapy, and we are pro-therapy here on the career. I'm a huge, I'm so a a huge
2: therapy advocate.
0: Yes, we are huge therapy advocates. We believe in it wholeheartedly. And um, I'm noticing a lot more people are talking publicly about going to therapy. So I love that because well-being and mental health is something that is paramount, right? For all of us, none of this stuff really matters if we're not here, right? If we're not present, if we're not our full selves. So um, I love that people are working on it. And then the other thing that you said was not only did you recognize for yourself or you worked through what you were feeling, the, the chest tightening and the stomach jumping and you're talking about that in therapy and you guys are co-working together, right? You and your therapist are figuring out what are the best solutions for you considering the things that you're feeling. And I just think a lot of times our body tells us things and sometimes we listen, right? Ears wide open and we're ready. And other times we don't, we kind of just push it down and we focus on something else or, you know, we use other means to be able to find joy. But I really love that you were listening to your body and then you actually took the steps, right? You got educated on what the options were. And as you learned what the options were, you partnered with not only your therapist, but I'm sure your employer to go through the right channels in order to navigate you taking a leave successfully and being able to secure your job. And I think that's another perception that a lot of people don't realize is you can do these things. You can take an opportunity to take a leave and maintain your job if that's a priority for you. So I love that, you know, all of those are gems. I feel like people are kind of, you know, maybe nibbling around the edges on this topic and the fact that you were able to go in and be so clear about your process and what you did on the first time you took a leave. Because I know we're going to get into the second time. We're
2: going to get into um, the second time. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there's some factors there, right? That I did wanna highlight uh, that I think are important, which is performance. When you think of it from the company perspective, your work performance ideally should be in, in a pretty good place, right? Because um, that was part of what helps mold the conversation around leave versus, you know, forced resignation or whatever it is, right? It just, it requires ensuring that in order for your work performance to not be negatively impacted, you want to do this as soon as you can. And that serves two purposes. One, it it helps mold the conversation in a direction that you really need, which is leave versus re- resignation or getting laid off. and And two, uh, you're able to address the mental health self-care sooner than later so that you can be your best self sooner than later,
0: right? Well, I love that. I love that you said to do it as soon as you can. And I and I, what I took away what you were saying there is as soon as you recognize that you're not your best self, right, as soon as you're feeling that miscalibration, that misalignment to consider these options and make sure that you can tell the story about that you you are normally a strong performer, right? And you have these credibility and results that you can lean on, but this circumstance requires you to do something different. So I love that as just guideposts because I believe, and i talk to my clients about this all the time, credibility and results give you leverage in any discussion. And in this, you know, essentially this was a negotiation. You were trying to negotiate for an opportunity to take leave. And because you had that strong credibility, the strong results beforehand, the company was... More apt to believe that you would come back from leave and be able to deliver a similar level of performance or even better. So it does yeah. come from a place of you already being strong and having some leverage to come to the negotiation with.
2: Yeah. Or if you were a strong performer and you start to see your output diminish slightly, that could also help validate that, you know, your current mental health is impacting your work performance and you don't want it to get to a point that is well below what the company expects of you and what you expect of yourself. So that also might help support, but certainly before your way below any 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 results driven, like where it's just like we're, we're we're fine, leave. You can leave, you know, we don't want it to be that type of conversation.
0: But it also um it also presents another opportunity to do one click deeper because a lot of people don't feel comfortable talking about their their performance directly with their manager, right? A lot of people are challenged with that. But, you know, take it a step further, a lot of people don't feel comfortable talking about their well-being with their manager. So I love that you're giving this example of, it does require you to, you know, prepare yourself to navigate these conversations with somebody on the other side. And sometimes it's your manager and sometimes it's your HR partner. So finding the right- It's usually both. It's usually both. I mean, the HR partner is a
2: requirement. The manager, it's, it's optional because HR can deliver that message for you. But if you have a good relationship, you know, I think it's helpful to, to, to have those conversations as well. And you can always let your HR person know that you had the conversation with your manager. They usually won't, you know, stop it. They just say, you don't have to, you know, we can do it. Uh, but, but yeah, those are really important things. And I also, you know what I have found when you tie things to your work performance, it helps add context and helps validate the importance of what you're asking for. And it also prioritizes the business, right? So you're saying, hey, my self-care, my mental health is a priority, but so is the business. My current state, right, of my mental health is impacting my performance for the business. And I don't I want to do everything I can
0: to prevent that. So
2: maybe have a discussion around it, you know?
0: Yeah, I think more than anything, performance is currency, right? Like I I mentioned earlier, it gives you something that you're bringing to the equation as you're making an ask of the organization. I don't think that it's ever a bad idea when you're approaching conversations inside of your organization to navigate them using the language of the organization, right? So if they talk about performance, they talk about bottom line, they talk about retention, they talk about um, investing in their employee experience. If those are all things that you're hearing the organization prioritize, approaching these conversations by incorporating that language, you know, i example is performance, I think is a really smart way to hold people's attention and it makes it appear that you've been thoughtful, right? This is a well-rounded approach that you've taken. And if you can take that kind of time to be that thoughtful, you absolutely should, because there's going to be situations where you can't, right? There's going to be situations where there's just not an opportunity for you to be able to do that. So if you're in a position now to think about it proactively and approach those conversations using performance and the language of the organization to make your case or to help um, show up for that negotiation... I think it's very smart to go about it that way. So it doesn't surprise me at all, Ama, that you made the choice and that you aligned it to your performance and that the organization would say, well, we want you to be a performer, right? That's in our best interest. So go do what you got to do, come back and be ready to knock it out of the park.
2: Yeah. So that was the first time I did this. So over a decade ago, I think what, 15 plus years ago. So I also did it more recently I don't know, three years ago. I don't know. With the pandemic, it's, I don't know, it blurs all the years. So maybe four years ago, more recently, and was in a much more senior role. had much more experience under my belt, was responsible for a much larger size of the business, right? Entry level, you're not really responsible for anything. <laughs> um, other than your day uh, in, a, in a senior manager role, you know, I had a whole business that I was responsible for. And, you know, it it was driven by the same thing, though, mental health and self care. Now the trigger was different. So in the first example, the trigger was the job, which I had discovered through therapy. The second time around, therapy validated what I knew the trigger was, but it was such a major life change that it was apparent that it was going to affect so many things in my life, right? And um, that was that was divorce, right? That was divorce while going through infertility treatment, while trying to relocate at the same time. All very triggering, top 10 stressor type of activities all happening at the same time. I didn't need a therapist to, to, to tell me that th- those were my triggers. But the therapist identified that These are my triggers, and what are some things we can do, right? Uh, Because you, you you can't manage all of this at the same time. It is way too much, and it is causing anxiety. It's causing depression. It's causing overwhelm. It's causing stress, which, back to what we just discussed, affects your performance. Period. Right? Performance with family. Performance with friends. Performance in the workplace. Performance for day to day tasks. Right. So un- unless you're okay, it's hard for you to run a business and the business be running okay, you know, so.
0: Yeah, I mean, what I hear you also saying here though, Ama, is like recognizing that your plate was really full, right? Recognizing- yes, your was plate overflowing. was overflowing. It was overflowing, right? It's to the point where it, it is not realistic for you to believe you and your own will are gonna be able to sustain this. And then it becomes this decision of what can come off of my plate. What can I what can I scale back on um, in a way that's very intentional that can help me get back to a good um, well-being place? And it sounds like the leave of absence was the right thing for you in that season of your life. But lots of people, right, are experiencing lots of full plates that are overflowing, whether it's parenthood during the pandemic, whether it is parenthood and working full-time, managing a household, elder care, whether it's your own health, whether it's isolation right? During the pandemic. So there are lots of reasons where folks could be feeling triggered. And I like that you were just so honest and vulnerable in, in explaining what your trigger was early on and even now. So um, that's, that's a gem for people.
2: Yeah. And uh, this is when it was in my best interest to be open to understand what my options were, right? Everyone doesn't have the same abilities, right? Everyone doesn't have the same benefits from their employer. So understanding what those benefits are, you know, and that's a totally confidential conversation you can have with your HR business partner. Um, Hopefully you have one. If you don't, which is also a lot of companies and it's literally recruiters and your manager, there's, there's no, you know, real person in between that sits in HR. It may require reaching out, to your insurance company, uh, to understand what your benefits include there. But, um, it varies by each role in each company. So understanding that first and then understanding, Hey, can I afford to be off, to be on leave because leave looks different in different circumstances. Some are unpaid, some are reduced pay, some are fully paid. Right. But you won't know that until you either reached out to your insurance to understand the benefits package or if you have an HR business partner. And they could explain it to you. So uh, so there's a lot of variables here, which is also why, you know, I would recommend catching it as early as possible, because it takes time. It takes time to understand what your options are before you can execute. And if and if you're already at the place where you are on your last leg and it's taking everything in you just to show up to work, then uh, unfortunately you have waited so long that, you know, you, unfortunately you still might have to continue to go and and, and and work through that on a daily basis until the things get worked out um, to see what your options are. So you know, leave to me is something really personal because I've been through it twice and it has helped me twice. And it's been different circumstances twice. I think one, the first time it was reduced pay uh, and the second time was uh, full pay, right? Different benefits, two totally different companies, two totally different triggers and points in my life. Um, But what I can say that stands for both is that, my mental health and wellness was on the line and it was impacting so many other parts of my life including my work performance and so something had to change
0: so i love that you gave the insight or the gem that if you don't have someone inside of your organization who's responsible for these types of conversations whether it's you know an hr person Um, you know, in some organizations, they have lots of resources tied to this, but if you're finding that that's not the case, or you're finding that you're not 100% comfortable approaching those um, resources first, right, as you're just gathering intel, because you might just be in a stage where you're recognizing that something needs to change, and it's time for you to do a little bit more research, um, to reach out to your insurance company is a brilliant suggestion, and it also allows you to get information, to sit with it, and to do a little bit of your personal life planning, right, without having to set off any alarms inside of the building um, or let anybody inside of the organization know. Your insurance company will give you some information that you need, and then you can um, you can chew on that and take it from there. So I think that's a great resource, certainly one that I hope most of my clients will think about, right, especially when folks are thinking about um, – not just taking a lead but thinking about what will this mean for me from a professional standpoint? Um, how will this impact my career? But how will this impact my pay, right? Like short-term, how does it affect my actual ability to support myself? And then longer-term, what is the impact? Because um, I think that's a question that I hear coming up a lot, right? That, you know, I wanna take a lead, but what does that mean for my career? What does it mean for my progression? Do you have any um, thoughts or, or way that you can um, pull from your story to answer any of those types of questions? Yeah.
2: Well, this is totally subjective. So I will share my thoughts. My, my thoughts are at the end of the day, we're all replaceable. Every single 100%. one of us. <laughs> right. So if I need to choose between me being okay, mentally healthy and, you know, working for, for someone else, I, I can't help but choose myself. I, it's just, I don't know. It's, and, and again, this is my personal opinion. And there's a lot of things that I do that I ride on faith, and I'm extremely confident in the skills and experience I have, but I know I'm replaceable. So, knowing what my value is to any corporation, right? If I need this, I'm going to take this because that, you know, if, if and when things work out, it's a blip on the radar, long term, right? In the beginning of the podcast, I totally forgot that I did that I did this twice because it was so long ago, right? But in that moment, I remember in that time, I felt like everything was coming crashing down. I would have never forgotten how I felt at that time, and clearly I did, right? So you get through it, but I needed that. Uh, so I always feel like you know, feel like oh, is it a good time for the business? Is it a good time? Yeah, you know, consider that as a variable. But that sure enough, to me, is not a driving force. I'm the priority. And if I'm going to make any, you know, alternative choices or factor into a few variables, yeah, maybe if I can change it by maybe a week or so. But I for damn sure is I am not completely not taking what I need or pushing it back so far that I've 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 completely depleted myself which yeah. defeated the whole purpose of me exploring this
0: option, of a leave. So the interesting thing that in the way that you worded that was so important to say, we are all replaceable, right? Because if you don't take the leave and you don't get to a place where your well-being is taken care of and your performance does suffer, then someone else makes a decision on your behalf, right? So actually trying to address this earlier on and work through what, um, what it is you need in order for your well-being to be as good as it can be considering all the circumstances, it takes it into your hands. So there's some autonomy, there's some, we should feel empowered uh, is the right word. When we're thinking about making these kinds of decisions. And when I talk to women who are in the workplace and exploring this as an opportunity, it really does come from a place of, I have to do what's best for me, right? And I think <laughs> I'm I'm for damn sure, right? Mm-hmm. You do, you are your own best advocate. You are your number one responsibility because the company has lots of advocates, lots of motivators, lots of folks who are going to drive to make sure the business gets done. But no one in that organization is going to prioritize you getting the rest that you need, or you not feeling burnt out, you not feeling overwhelmed. So I really try to encourage folks in, in all the circumstances in your life, whether you're negotiating with a company for more money, for, for a better benefits package, right? We talked about benefits on this episode. So these are all important things, but also negotiating for your own well being, You have to be your own best advocate. And it's super, super important.
2: Yeah. No one's going to care for you like you, period. No. No. Certainly not an institution, you know, So, but again, listen, this is my personal preference, my personal recommendation. And uh, I totally understand that everyone's circumstance is different in terms of, you know, financial uh, opportunity of whether they can take off, how much time they can take off. But even if it's a week or two weeks or three weeks, right, do your best to prioritize yourself so that you can be a better everything. You can be a better employee. You can be a better manager. You can be a, a, a better mother, sister, daughter. You know, friend. Um, because if you're not and you're depleting yourself, how can you possibly how can you possibly give if you have nothing left? I think that's really what this is about to me. You know what I mean? And and leave is just a vehicle to be able to refill your vessel,
0: right? I think a lot of people just suffer from this idea that it is what it is and there's nothing that I can do about it. So I, I think having these kinds of conversations, we said earlier in the podcast, we're pro-therapy, right? We prioritize that as a part of your support system and how it's helped impact our lives. And I think a lot of times when we think about leaves or we think about other things that we need to do for ourselves, for our best interests, there's this perception, there's this generational thing, right? And I can certainly say for myself, you know, my parents had no idea what a leave was, right? And they certainly didn't certainly didn't raise me saying, well, you know, if you get overwhelmed, you got to take a break and fall back, right? They were the generation of exactly who they are. They're the baby boomers, right? So they spent- Or their leave, leave in is- infrastructure. Or-
2: or, they, or they're thinking of leave as um, medical leave only in terms of, um, mm-hmm. you know, because when it comes to healthcare, there's two forms, right? There's physical and then there's mental health, right? So, um, or also deemed behavioral health, right? So mm-hmm. it's only two things, right? For your health, your body and your mind. They are both equally as important and they both have to work together. So I just think, in terms of society and what's been ex- ex- acceptable it's only been focused on the body right when people think of medical leave they think oh you just had a baby or oh you had foot surgery or oh you know right. um but your mind you can have you know can can can, can suffer a bit of a sprain right a break and needs to 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 be on the mend right um
0: i also think that there's a misconception and I think we're breaking it in this episode. There's a mis- misconception that leave is for people who are weak, right? And like, you oh, you can't it? handle it. I definitely do. Absolutely, <sighs> absolutely. <sighs> I think there's a negative um, perception around leave, especially um, in very, what will I call them? In very unhealthy corporate cultures where it's like work, you know, there's, there's celebration to I worked 20 hours in order to close the month Or there is this, you know, really strong driver of I put my children to bed and everybody's back online at 9 p.m. And those are the people that get celebrated. You know, I'm on work at 7 a.m. before my children get up and I'm, you know, I log back in when they go to bed. You know, I am a champion for the company. I think there is a, a misconception that is hurting people's health that people who take leave are weak or are potentially underperforming, if it's not under the circumstance, which you just said, which is like some kind of physical injury, which is like, oh, cool, you broke your arm, you need to take some time off, got it. But you're feeling overwhelmed, you're burnt out. um, I think we're just getting to a place where people are receptive to all um, forms of mental health and people getting what they need. So it's unfortunate, but yes, I absolutely do believe there's still a misconception there.
2: Uh, hmm. Yeah, okay, I can hear that. So what's our takeaways? What's our takeaways for today? Uh, anything you would gather, right? We could leave the the listeners with a few gems. Uh, let's tag team. Okay. I'll start, then you tag on, uh, and and and, the, and let's see. Uh, if you know they find them most most valuable. So for me, the first gem is taking leave is possible for a reason outside of physical medical leave, right? It is possible to take leave for your mental health and wellness. That's number one, right? Like if we start from the very basics, that is the first gem, it is
0: possible. It is possible. I think the second gem is to spend the time checking in on yourself to make sure you know what's happening Um, with your body and with your mind and making sure that you're getting some external support through therapy, I think is the second gem. Um, As you have these discussions and you're being vulnerable and being transparent about what you're feeling, um, letting somebody else help you to guide those decisions outside of yourself is gem number two.
2: Yeah. Gem number three is explore these options as soon as you can. Don't wait until it's too late and you, your back is against the wall and you are completely burnt out and don't even have enough energy to even explore what the options are around leave. Even if you look into it, you know, while you may not feel that it's gotten to that point, there's no harm in educating yourself, informing yourself, having a conversation, whether it's with your insurance provider or your HR business partner to understand what the options are.
0: I think that's a great one. And the only thing that I would add to um, for gym number four is to take this process as you are advocating for yourself, right? Think about it as this is an opportunity for you to take the best care of yourself possible and we're all replaceable. When it comes down to institutions- 100%. universities you name it we are all replaceable in our professional life we're not replaceable in our personal life we're not replaceable at home we're not replaceable with our loved ones we're not replaceable so let's make sure that we're thinking about this as I am advocating for myself for my own mental health and my well-being and I am my own best advocate that's my number one responsibility
2: wonderful that's a wonderful place to to end on so hopefully you all found this to be helpful. Hopefully this was inspiring, motivating, validating, whatever you needed it to be around taking the time for yourself uh, and ensuring that your vessel is full enough for you to be able to fulfill the expectations of whatever your role is, um, you know, at your company or, or with an employer. Because if your mind is not okay then it affects your body. And when your body's not
0: okay, you're no good to anyone. Nobody. Right? Hey, man. And I think teachers have something good going there, right? Thinking about sabbaticals, thinking about, yeah. you know, getting summers off. There's something, there's something good there that I think a lot of organizations actually are going to um, positively influence these policies um, coming out of the pandemic. So I think we'll start to see more organizations making a bigger investment and giving people access to mental health resources and leave being one of those options, sabbatical being one of those options. So I'm excited to come back and do a recap of this, like revisit this maybe a year from now, once we see change um, on the horizon. So we appreciate you guys for being with us for another episode of Career Gems for the Journey. And we love you for riding with us and we will see you on the next episode.
2: Bye everyone.
1: This was Amma Gordon and Leah Murphy. Thank you so much for listening. We hope this episode gave you some real gems that you can use on your own career journey. Come back for the next episode and be sure to follow us on social at Gems for the Journey on Instagram and Career Gems for the Journey on LinkedIn. You can also email us at info at with any questions or comments you may have.